Hi, I'm Dan Jung. I'm a picture editor at the San Francisco Chronicle, and you're listening to a Chronicle podcast. Well, it's uh, not Don't Stop Believing, but still a song we love. Absolutely. Don't stop believing. <laughs> uh, here, you know, I was going to start off by saying that, uh, well, first of all, welcome to Tim Goodman's TV Talk Machine. And yes, I did refer to myself in the third person right there. What's the name of the show? You're allowed to. Uh, I'm allowed to do that. Uh, I was going to say that uh, welcome to the 16th TV Talk Machine, but uh, Benny, our uh, podfather, Got on, uh, got up, got online today, and got some of these calls that we took at the TV talk machine. Got them up on SF Gate early, and uh, for whatever reason, that counts as a, a podcast. So neither, neither you nor I, question boy, were involved in that, but it was up. Absolutely, this is all on the Podfather today. Yes, it's it's, it's a very special TVTM today. <laughs> it is. Welcome back, Benny. Well, it is so good to have you back. Well, thank you. It's glad. To be, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be breathing. <laughs> Yes, he was I, he was down and out. Yeah, and I, and I heard what you – I was in the hospital then, on my deathbed probably, and I heard what you guys said, so that made me want to come back and fight. <laughs> yes, we were less than sympathetic. Although for, we had we sympathy, were for a little bit. We had yeah. about seven or eight seconds of uh, sympathy there. Well, this uh, – now this is big because Benny's back to health. He's working the knobs. Uh, Question Boy, a.k.a. Joe Garofoli, the Chronicles media writer, we're back again. But this is a big week because all of our calls this week are going to be Sopranos-related. Last night was the big one, the last episode ever of The Sopranos. And um, I spent a bunch of time today – this is Monday – spent a bunch of time today doing radio interviews. I think I've done like eight, including Talk of the Nation on NPR. And uh, But, you know, Joe, my even though I've, I've spent all my time chatting about what – I've saved the good stuff for – our very own. TV this is talk absolutely machine. podcast only. But yeah, I, save your A game for the podcast. You know, don't give it to don't give it to KNBR or KGO. Give it, you, you know, I think we have more listeners than uh, the NPR. The talk. There's the no question that we that we do, and we have a, a dedicated fan base. And I think they're they're rip roaring ready to go. But I will uh, say a couple things. Let me recap um, uh, events. Uh, everybody's probably watching. There's no 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 need to know what's happened there. But um, my uh, column went up online last night. I added like another additional 20 inches to the to the um, the Master Machine blog. Uh, Benny put up seven or eight calls we got from the TV Talk Machine. Which which by the way, TV Talk Machine just ring off the hook with oh my god, the, the, uh, it's 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 over capacity right now. It's, it really it's crashing the system. Much like the HBO system shut down, the TV Talk Machine collapsed. But luckily, we had Benny out of the hospital there to nurse it back. And uh, I'll just throw this out because uh, since I've been yakking about this all day, loved it. Really loved the ending. I know that uh, I, I know now that there was a split vote on this, and that some people said that they were uh, upset that there was no conclusion. And I say to that, you know, you shouldn't have expected that in the first place. And, and further on, uh, people were talking about that they think that uh, what this really meant this 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 nebulous ending. Uh, what it really meant was that it wasn't nebulous at all, that Tony was whacked, that he was killed from behind. Uh, and our own book editor, Oscar Villalone, uh, came up with an interesting theory that it wasn't Tony who was killed, but it was the audience, that David Chase had whacked the audience. That was the last we were ever going to see uh, of the surprise, that, he sh- that we were shot dead. And uh, what, do you, what do you make of any of this question? I think mark? Oscar's uh, theory is bunk. I think they pull up the truck full of cash after a bunch of – and this is a <laughs> crass take here – a couple of uh, Chase flameouts in the movie career, in the movie career, TV, HBO career, whatever he does next, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be this. 
And it come, maybe it'll be five years, maybe it'll be ten years. Mm-hmm. They bring back the cast. I mean, what, what's Polly Walnuts? What's what's Tony Sirico going to do? That's true. This? These guys come are on. always these guys yeah. are always going to be upon us. He, a little voiceover. I heard him on a voiceover the other day. I think he was a sock puppet, literally. Really? Come on. Oh, what is, you see? And you see him. You're going to go. That's Bacala. Yeah. Well, you see Vito and Big Pussy are all yeah. like shilling things right now. Right. They can't get really can't get other jobs. Yeah. Some of these guys weren't even really actors. A lot of them were, but some of them weren't. I I love the ending too. I thought it was it, it left it it was open ended. Anyone who's a fan of the show would love this ending. I think. Right. Well, I mean, it, I, I agree with you, but there's a there's a big divide out there. I think it, it allows it to live on as a as a vibrant piece of art. Right. It doesn't doesn't wrap everything up in bows. The series has never been up about you know ending this uh, story arc in sixty minutes right. or, or one season even, right. or in the case of the Russian, ever <laughs> ever never coming back. But I think I loved it. I loved the ending. I think it was true to the spirit of the show, and uh, and and it allows people to, allows us to have discussions like this on the TV talk machine to see what happened. to Everybody. Yeah, and, and I and it and it did. I think it uh, ascribed to the window closing on on this view. Yes, yeah, which is what I wanted. I love mm-hmm. that, and I I think it's fantastic. Should we? Are we going to go listen well, to? Well, our... I want to say to add though that you know, you can, you can draw your own conclusions to this, which I think is 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 good. Now, whether those con- conclusions are accurate or not, which is great because we can talk about them forever. I personally don't think Tony was shot, and I, I know that either. that's you don't either, right? I don't either. No, no way. No, and I, and and for a couple of reasons, and I just want to uh, uh, state those here. One is that the overarching principle of the Sopranos has never been uh, a whack a mobster or a weak thing. Right. It's just never that's never been it. I know that all the killings get all the attention. It, it, the show was never about that, and you know, here we are from 1999 onward. Still, talk, still trying to differentiate that, but and it's okay. I mean, some people will argue that yeah, that show really was about that, and maybe they didn't get the deeper meanings, or maybe they didn't appreciate some of the other things. But David Chase himself has said that's not what it's about. It's a I'm telling different stories here. It's not traditional. It's not about the killing. It's about the talking. Mm-hmm. It's always been about the talking. And so when people start saying that Tony was killed at the end, I don't think it's that way because it was never that way. Right. For starters, and what, and what you've said many times is also about the silences. Very and much about the silences. And that last scene was all about the silences. How many how many words of dialogue were there? It was tension. It was Tony looking up, putting you know putting the uh, coin in to hear the music, mm-hmm. looking up. Who's that guy? Is he can, is he going to whack him? No. Right. Who's that? Is that his sister? I don't know. Is that? Oh, it's Carmela. She's going to say, Phew. "Okay, now are they going to they going to whack them both? I don't know." And then AJ comes in, and then the 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 two guys come in. Maybe they're going to whack him. And then Meadow is she going to see this? It was, but there was not a lot a lot being said. It was all about the silence. Yeah, it was, and it was also totally beautifully shot. It. Oh yeah, it, yeah, beautifully shot. And and again, yeah, true to the silences, which is what uh, you know I've said for years is one is the key to that sh- that series. But it's also like you know people say, oh, they wouldn't have uh, thrown all these red herrings out if he wasn't if the guy at the counter who's listed in the credits as uh, uh, a Leotardo, so Phil's cousin, if he if he wouldn't have come out of the bathroom a la Godfather and killed him. Well, that, that's not true at all. This whole series has been a red herrings. Every episode is red herrings. I mean, you can go, you can look at this very episode that ended and say, "Hey, wait a minute, Polly Walnuts." Every shot of his face made you think he was a snitch or that he had some connection to New York. He turned the job down. Everything close up was like, "Wow, something's not right about this." Turned out fine. He's taking the job. He's he's calling Tony my liege. He's uh, you know, life goes on. And I think that's kind of what Chase said. But you know. Not the overarching theory of it, but if you want to look at the episode for actual facts, you can't avoid the fact that all year, all through the whole run of the series, Chase has talked about that it probably could end in 
you know, in jail. And so we've got the indictment happening. Carlo has flipped. That's a big thing. The, mm-hmm. the feds mm-hmm. who are happy that Tony's alive aren't just happy that, he, that he's alive because they're friends with him or they work with him. It's because their RICO case, which has been going on for seven years, five years, is still intact. Um, and it all leads up, and, and you know, f- uh, Tony's lawyer says, you know, it's not like we haven't envisioned this day. They know that an indictment's going to come down, that subpoenas are being written out as they speak. So I think that Chase said enough in this episode to lead you to believe, yeah, Tony's probably going to get hit with an indictment and he may go down that line. We never get the answer one way or the other, but I think that's the way it's leaning. And and lastly, I'll say why I don't think that he was uh, uh, killed. Um, Yeah, I know a lot of people, including Phil's cousin, have a reason to whack him. But, you know, you don't – you know, it takes a lot to set up a guy and kill him. As that episode showed, they had an FBI tip about Phil. But not only that, they had to stake out each gas station. Sometimes you don't know where these guys are. I mean, I know Tony was a little bit in public, but they were at this random diner in Jersey. And I just think, you know, it takes a lot more orchestration to to set up the kill. And I don't think it's like Chase to have totally out of the blue somebody come in and kill him. I just I just don't buy that. There's my two cents. And I and, and may I never speak of it again. I doubt that. Yeah, probably next week. So we're, uh, we'll be moving on to other uh, series on the TV talk machine later. But this is a Sopranos. This is day. a very – I mean this is one of the greatest shows ever on television. It's deserving of its own, very special own TV talk machine. That's right. And so we'll, we're going to go right now to the calls. What the f***? Tim Goodman, there's 90 people at my party right now. Call us back. When we're in San Francisco, when does your podcast go live? We're waiting for answers. Bye. God. (laughs) Wow. Good anger. First off, thank you for the anger. We love anger and swearing. Absolutely. But if there was 90 people there, why why were you and I not invited? I don't know. I think somebody's uh, got into the Chianti about four o'clock before the before the show started. Yeah, we could have helped them there. Though I would have been. I would have knocked back some red. I didn't get an invite. None. Not one invite for me. Nobody invited you to a Sopranos no, party? No, so did it. you watch it like no. alone in the shorty Sad. robe? In the shorty robe with, uh, with the Chianti. Oh. Yeah. Brutal. How was – now for the final Sopranos episode, <laughs> how, how high was the ham? I know people want to know. Oh, God. You know what? It was uh, naval. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're kidding. We're kidding. Oh, I love that because like, uh, they're clearly stunned on that call about the finale. And, and it certainly felt like a technical glitch. And I almost threw my TV out the window because I was so – uh, the adrenaline was pumping, and I was on deadline. Did you, did you really think it was? Oh yeah, at first yeah. I, and only that, not only that, the the funny thing about that is that my cell phone started ringing off the hook from other critics around the country because uh, I was watching the East Coast feed, who were thinking, "Oh my God, does this did, did this happen to you?" Because like everybody was worried that you know they're on deadline too, and this last most important part of the thing blows out. So, but once I realized it wasn't, I calmed down, and and but I'm very much appreciated how it ended. I'm so, apparently those ninety people didn't, but I, you know, had I been there. I could have talked him off the ledge. Hey, Tim. Susie. <clears throat> My name's Suzanne Dory. I just read your blog on The Sopranos. And, um, you know, I don't want to spend too much time thinking about it, but what's your take on the significance of Tony Carmella and AJ popping the onion rings? One, two, three. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that might mean something, and maybe somebody else figured it out. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wow. Well, there's... <laughs> that's our first bong hit question of the day well you know what there's certainly been speculation of all kinds on uh, on my blog I didn't get that I, I, I uh, you know who knows maybe there is there's a lot of uh, stuff out there to, to be gleaned but no I took that more as uh, they, the family was together for one meal life was going on 
And uh, somebody else pointed out, I think either in an email to me or on the blog, that it was a typical Italian for the table, Tony said. Everybody shares Italian stuff. Right, right. Is that how you eat at home? Yes, you're, Absolutely, you're Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a, a bag of onion rings in about uh, two, yeah, two years, but I they think. Were, but they were out <laughs> yeah, of the diner. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I think, all right, let's, we're reading in anything. They were, they were I think Tony diner. scratched his nose about that time, too. What do you take out of that? Uh, I take that as a scratch, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Tim. My name is Yvonne Schwartz. I'm just calling about your article in the Chronicle about the last episode of Sopranos. Um, I thought it was accurate, right on. Um, I also liked the suspense that was built by the bell on the door of the restaurant at the end. Very poesque, you know, as in Cask of Amontillado. Thanks again. All right. Bye-bye. That's, wow. Could be the first literary references on Very the high TV, TV yeah. talk machine. I'm impressed with that. Yeah. And uh, but at least again, no math, no math, no science. We we can right. handle literature. That's that's in our ball game. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of there's a lot to think. I mean, look, if you read stuff on the on my blog comments, people are, are, are have a lot of theories, and I certainly are gonna I'm gonna revisit this um, throughout this week. I'll have another blog post to sort of talk about these things. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of allusions throughout the uh, history of the series, and certainly in this last episode that were good. I sort of liked how but when Butchie was on the phone, they were talking about partly how. Uh, Little Italy is now just a strip rather than 40 blocks. But I also like uh, when he ended up talking to Phil and Phil kind of yelled at Butchie, which kind of started the undermining of Phil. Butchie looked up and he was in Chinatown. And I took that as a Chinatown, the movie reference, you know, how screwed screwed up things are. Um, There's a couple of references to Italian-Americans and how they've been mistreated, like Meadow talking about to her dad about uh, – she wanting to be a, a civil rights attorney, mm-hmm. and uh, because if uh, this could happen to our people, blah blah blah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I mean, it's uh, there's a, there's a lot in there. There's a lot to take from it, and uh, that's probably what's going to be great about uh, watching this on DVD for years to come. Because you know, there's so much in each episode, more than I can ever even write about on the blog, and and. Uh, uh, I think this last one was really infused. Everything from the music on down, you know. And there's also theories floating around that that uh, a lot of the people who were in the diner were um, related somehow. That the that the two black guys were the actual black guys from the from the first season who tried to have Tony shot and killed based on Junior's hiring them, and that there was the truck driver who was. Uh, Whose brother was killed by uh, Christopher, and then the and the Boy Scouts were in there. Everybody has meaning, uh, so there's a lot to glean from that. I think their music and the selections that were in the jukebox, you can glean stuff from that. I, it's I thought be the fun. guy in the USA cap was a Fed. You think so? Huh? I thought I thought so. Yeah. Really? Because you know we're in the USA cap, and, oh, uh-huh. and then he was going to he was going in for a pinch, but they wouldn't pinch him in a restaurant. No, They'd pinch him at home. Yeah, exactly at home. Lots to think about. Hello, Mister Goodman. Uh, this is Carl. I was. Just calling to ask you, or just or your opinion on this uh, last Sopranos episode. Um, I was watching that tension-filled last few seconds of that episode, and it brought me back to this movie I saw last year, uh, made by the French, even though we're supposed to boycott them. Um, <laughs> it was called Cachet. And, uh, you know, I, I, so it struck me how much... It reminded me of that movie as far as, like, um, uh, you know, the anxiety it built up in me, uh, as did Cachet, and uh, whether or not, you know, uh, David Chase was just trying to say, maybe you're just looking too much into things. Maybe I was. I mean, I don't know. I I, I felt the same way about Cachet. After I left the theater, I was like, God, that was a head f***, but uh, I don't know. So if you could address this in your next podcast, uh, I'd appreciate it. Thank you very much. 
Well, I haven't seen Cache, but I know that some people have been uh, talking about that the ending is similar to uh, several movies. And I think, I think he's talking more about tone rather than the actual fading to black or cutting to black, I should say. But a lot of people brought up that uh, John Sales did a movie called Limbo uh, that had the same exact kind of ending. But, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think Chase was really trying to do that. Uh, I don't think he was trying to emulate any of those movies or be inspired by them. I think he was trying to make his own mark. And I also don't think that's, that there's a limited number of people or a min- minority uh, viewpoint that he was screwing the audience. He was, no. just, he was just saying, yeah. Why would he want to do that? Yeah, Come why would on. you want to do that? You, you don't want to, you know, people are saying he has disdain for his audience. I, don't th- I didn't see that at all. I, you know, if you went into this looking for pat answers, you weren't going to get it. Let's go watch CBS. Exactly. Go watch you're, the you're, fat guy and a hot girl. Yeah, you're watching the wrong show. Yeah. But yeah, the caller saying that, that sense of I loved the the fact that there was this sort of like undercurrent of doom, and you know that could be tied back to a number of things, and and one of them, which is you know a lot of gaining cachet, by the way, uh, nice usage there, yes. is that people say look that that's that moment is what Tony is going to go through the rest of his life. You never know who's going to come in the door. You never know who's going to kill you. You never know who you're sitting next to. Every moment could be your last. Enjoy it. Well, that, and, didn't you feel that throughout the entire episode? I mean, I I didn't know, you know, if you always had in the back of your mind, oh, is he going to get whacked here? Oh, is he yeah. going to get whacked in the mental hospital visiting yeah. Junior? Is he going to get whacked uh, visiting his sister? You know, standing up over the balcony. It's like it's a clear shot. Yeah, you know? clear shot. I and mean, oh, yeah, even in the safe house, even by the window. Right. I mean, it's just there was this sense of foreboding in there. But, you know, this has been going on for a really long time. I know that some people have said, and when I keep saying some people, I mean, there's over. There's almost 300 comments on the blog as we speak, and I got t- way too many emails. But what people have said, you know, he, Chase wouldn't have, like, ratcheted up this tension if he didn't mean for there to be a killing. And, and like I said, that's not true. I mean, you go back to any of these episodes this year. I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat thinking one of these guys is going to get killed. And they don't. I mean, that's just that's the way he does it. I mean, I don't think that's a tease. I think he said before that these are little one-hour movies, and these are – you know, it's not. It's a. It's a very gray world inside David Chase's mind. Not black and white. Right. Even Hitchcock, the the master of tension. I mean, there wasn't a high body count in a Hitchcock movie, but there was incredible amount of tension. Yes. You don't, you mean, don't, it doesn't. All tension doesn't have to lead to a, a death or yeah, whack. Exactly. But I think Hitchcock is actually is a apt example. But um, I think what really it, the people who are in the minority about being really annoyed by the ending, I think it freaked them that it went black and it made you. You know, your heart skipped that your Comcast went out or your digital went out. And uh, it's true. I mean, that's true. But I don't think – I didn't see that as a screw you from Chase. I saw that as the camera on this world, this window is closed. Yeah. And Love make it. of it what you want. I mean, that's great. He's got us talking, right? That's what we're doing. Hello, Tim. This is Quinn of San Francisco. And the comment about um, the, um, the Tony Soprano show – I really liked the episode before the uh, second to the last where his son tried to uh, commit suicide. I figured that that was the most compassion that I've ever seen Tony with his kid and his family. And I thought that really moved me onto that. Uh, You know, I was like doing something in the kitchen and whoa, it just caught my attention. So, um... I'm not really a big Soprano fan, but I, I, I started watching it, and it's just it's too bad to have to end the show. And I, re- I really appreciate you having this time to listen to what I have to say. Have a nice day, and thank you very much. Bye-bye. 
that I agree with him. That was a great episode. There was a lot of empathy for Tony, but he's always had that for his family. You know, I yeah. mean, yeah, I, specifically his kids. Just specifically, his kids, his not kids. necessarily Car- Carmela. I, yeah, him and Carm too. go back and forth, and obviously, you know, he's cheating on her, and they're arguing. Uh, it's a troubled marriage, but he uh, definitely has empathy for his kid, even though because and also because you know, many times he's been disappointed with AJ, but not to the point where he wants to see him die. And in the fun, in, in the finale. You know, he's just mortified as any parent would be that, uh, you know, your kid wants to head off to uh, join the army. Uh, right. And he, I think he was, seemed to be very happy that uh, that Meadow was going back to law school. And so those, in terms of tying up story ideas mm-hmm. or the story um, arcs, definitely tied up a lot, several of them. You know, we yeah. talk about that. We talk – if not tied them up but set them in a, in a path where you – you know, that they were sort of an uncomfortable guide. AJ is uh, set up with a movie company. uh Meadow's going to law school and probably pregnant. I took from that that, that Meadow was also pregnant in the in the thing. She's definitely oh, getting married. She's engaged. Oh, she's engaged. Do you think that's a, a shotgun marriage, so to no, speak? Uh, I don't think so, but I, I think because she has a she has I think in the in the diner she has a, an engagement ring on. But um, he actually says in the thing, and there's so much tension, we everybody probably missed it that they were getting married. He says well, you're getting married, and we're talking about this marriage right, thing, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then. Um, but I think she's pregnant. They wouldn't have brought up this stuff about switching the birth control. If not, you know, I think that was her. I think she might be coming oh. into the diner to tell him that she's pregnant. Ooh. Yeah. But they're all going in that direction. Well. And I also thought that, like, even if they – yeah, we, we knew partly what was going to happen to his family. But even better, that life goes on. And life they're goes having on. Dinner, yeah. You know? Yeah. Nothing, nothing big has changed. So right. there's that. Hi. This is Leah. You know, um, it seems like when – um, David Chase wrote in that Phil's, about Phil's head being crushed by this rolling vehicle. I, I don't know. It seemed like a beautiful homage to Alan Ball and Six Feet Under because they did that there too. And I, I just, I, I just love that. So um, I was wondering what you thought. Okay, thanks, Tim. Bye. Wow. I don't. I don't know if that was uh, an homage to Alan Ball from Six Feet Under. I don't. I don't because I don't know Chase well enough to to know if those guys are pals or. If maybe they're creatively um, in competition, I don't know. I'm a bit alarmed that she loved the pa- fact that a man's head was crushed. <laughs> no, I think that makes her a lot hotter. And if she's a cougar, it's even better. <laughs> Has any cougars called in yet? Oh yeah, that's a that's a whole other topic. We've got we've got cougar calls. We've got cougar emails. But that was a very special cougar episode. Didn't you? Uh, didn't but I'm not implying that that caller was a cougar. She sounded very no, young. No, she sounded young. Yeah. Yes. Um, did you didn't you say that someone has volunteered to be Cougar Girl? Yes, we have already have a volunteer f- from Cougar Girl. It's uh, that whole thing is taking off. I mean, we're backing up essentially on topics for TV Talk Machine. We have got the Sopranos clogging up the works here, but we got a lot. We have got a lot of mail, uh, and you know, I've got a vacation coming up. I can, we're, the TV Talk Same. Machine will be taking some time off, but uh, but no, I don't know if that was an homage to them. But I will say that I thought that that. I, a, I loved that scene. I thought it was great. I mean, because the scene was here's the parts I loved about it. Phil getting killed. Everybody wants to see that. I think, and then the 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 twin babies in the back seat. Just a really disturbing image with uh, the car rolling as it goes over head. And then the guys uh, who are watching it who vomit and his head explodes. <laughs> it was just too great. Uh, and also, as people have noted, uh, you know, Phil was so big about saying, you know, we decapitate and we deal with whatever's left. Well, what what what's going to end up with Tony? He's essentially decapitating Phil, and you'll be dealing with Butchie or Little Carmine taking over that New York family. Very interesting. Hi, I'm Andy. I've never called before. I just wanted to make comments. Just read your article about Sopranos. I agree totally. It was it was perfect. I thought it was actually brilliant. Um, I just wanted to add some perspective in response because I I felt good about what you were saying that. 
for me, the whole point was to leave it unsettled, and unsettled in two senses, obviously unsettled in terms of storyline, but unsettling. I think that was the exact feeling I had as it ended, and that was the perfect feeling because I think what they're saying is more than just the storyline. It doesn't really matter what happens to these individuals in this instance. It's a statement about their life choice and the fact that here is this man with his most precious beings around him and anything can and likely will at some point happen and that is the point that it doesn't matter whether it happens today or tomorrow or next week or even if you wind up like junior this is the way you live if you live like this and you enfold your most precious beings your family into that process and i thought the statement was made uh, so effectively and i appreciated your comments that's my perspective thanks great and fun. Well, first time caller and we hope long time listener isn't that what at t- least for the last 16 the last six, 16 exactly hey good knowledge of the number way to pay attention to the added bonus track that benny put out today i know all that quote research you did last week into <laughs> finding out how many episodes uh, you've produced i gotta tell you a week later i'm gassed a lot, a from, lot. from all the research uh, yeah a lot of mental mental work there a lot of lifting did you lay feel down. did you feel lay down <laughs> yeah, oh wait no, wait no you've got that high shorty <laughs> rope please don't don't lay down i don't want to see that look don't keep the legs down keep the leg down all right that was a good call excellent call let's get to another one tim just a comment uh on the headline of the june 8th chronicle I think having your name mentioned, I think, is it five or six times on the lead top headline is a little bit of an overkill. I mean, either you're a huge egotist or maybe you didn't have anything to do with this, but I think it's uh, too much. <laughs> Keep up the good work, but if you have anything to do with the headline, uh, maybe you could have uh, edited your name down, your mention of your name, maybe a few times down to maybe one or twice, not five or six. Thanks. Wow. What a, what a hater. What a just a <laughs> hater. Oh, lashing out about uh, ego. That was, uh, well, it's probably, but I got to say, I, I had nothing to do with that. Uh, I don't, we don't do the headlines. We don't write the headlines. Um, but you know what? There's a lot of hate in that call. Absolutely. But Tim we like Goodman. hate. Yeah, <laughs> Tim, Tim Goodman, Goodman says. Tim Goodman Tim said. Goodman's TV talk machine. Blah blah blah. Uh, but no, he's probably right because I picked that up. I was like, "What the hell?" I mean, how many times are you going to say what I'm going to do? Plus, half it was wrong. What I'm you, live Tim Goodman, are going to do? Yes, you know, I'm going to from now on third person references only from here on out. Okay, Tim Goodman. <laughs> it was a little bit of overkill, though, wasn't it? You saw it. You see? I'm nauseated anytime I see your name. I know. So. I, th- I thought about you. Uh, that in fact, I didn't. I actually didn't pick that paper up on Friday. I went to get some coffee. And uh, I saw somebody at the coffee place that I know, and they're like, hey, I hear you're going to be live blogging on Sunday. And I'm like, I am? He goes, better read the paper. So when I went home and saw it, uh, I love the full, above-the-fold stuff, but yeah, a little bit... Uh, oh, well, you know, whatever. Too many I, times. Come on. Who cares? I, know, I guess so. All right. All right. We'll write it down. I'm gonna, it's just going to be a TV talk machine. won't have my name on it anymore. The comment about the uh, Sopranos uh, might be slightly off point. Uh that uh, Tony uh, uh, goofed up by buying uh, Meadow uh, Lexus IS250. He should have gotten her the LS460, <laughs> which will automatically parallel park for the driver. Other than that, uh, great uh, column. I'm here in Michigan and enjoyed uh, reading your uh, comments. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, uh, this episode. And 
glad it sort of ended the way it did. Um, Fredo 48, thanks. <laughs> nice. Was, like that, was, that guy, was that guy from Lexus calling? Is that just like a free plug? No, he's, he was from Michigan, so he's from the car capital. Maybe he's from yeah. Flint, but uh, he's he's playing for the wrong team, I guess, right? Where, then was his name But Fredo? I would rather buy the, buy the Lexus as well. I think that's his uh, – for, for comments on the blog probably. Oh, that's his – That's uh, probably – yeah. That's probably his Fredo, blog. Fredo good, 48. Good, good name good, for it. Good, yeah, good, I Godfather believe I've seen that many there. times actually. And uh, very good knowledge of the Lexus uh, car system. If he's not a dealer, you got to give him knowledge for that. This is a good time, though, for me to jump in and say, if I never see uh, another email that's taking me to task for uh, uh, parallel parking, uh, it'll only be too soon. Because uh, explain what that was about. You got some heat today for uh, the yeah. dumbest of reasons, and it just it just kind of drives me nutty. So I'm on deadline. It's a really tight deadline, and it's a lot of pressure. Uh, I'm watching the early feed. Chaos already at my house, anyway. But so you factor this in. I'm trying to get it done. They're trying. To, they're, they're calling me to get it in earlier. Uh, I'm trying to take as much time as I can to get all the quotes right, all the stuff. So you're banging out. You got. You got to put the. You know, I'm not. I'm not whining about my job. This is what they pay me to do. On deadline, make it cohesive. Put a little thought into it. So I do that. I bang it out. Send it in. But what happened was just total brain fire. I didn't even think about it. At the end, I say that uh, this excruciating scene of Meadow. I say double parking instead of parallel parking. So I blew it. But what happened was I took that. Uh, story before it hit the chronicle before it even hit the gate i took it and i stuck it on my stuck it on my blog and i swear to god i posted it and within 10 minutes i had like 40 emails that were saying it's it's not double parking you moron it's parallel parking why don't you google double parking and see what you come up with don't you have a car idiot and it's just like Come Don't you have on, a car, man. Tim Goodman? <laughs> right, exactly. No, I, so, I mean it was fine when people point out to me, you know, it's 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 she's actually parallel parking, not double parking. I'm fine with that. But when you want to just ride my ass about getting it wrong, that's the dangers of uh, uh, deadline uh, deadline reporting. I say, but you know what? I fixed it online immediately, thanks to the people who kindly reminded me that it was parallel parking and that I had a brain fire. Uh, and then we fixed it in the in most of the papers, but not all the papers. And the funny thing was. The version of the paper that was not corrected was actually printed on the gate again this morning, and I, and, I, and and off the hook. I, I swear to God, I'm, I'm getting hundreds of emails about the Sopranos, and a quarter of them taking me to task for the double parking. It's like you know what? I know what the difference between double parking and parallel is. I just screwed it up. So people have nothing better to do. I mean, why would you? It, why you, so much hate? I don't know. Why can't we all just get along? Let's send out some love right now. <laughs> Hi, Tim. I'm Kim from Benicia. I love your column, and um, I just had to say it's not really a question. When the screen went black, my husband jumped off the bed, did the whole remote thing, and I said, you dumbass, that's David Chase. I totally knew it was going to end weird. That's how he did it. My husband was, he was like a little whirly gig running around the room. It was hysterical. Anyway, great job. Love the blog. Keep it up. Bye. Nice. Well, I think she's. It's, I'm glad that she knew that that was Chase. I, I am going to fess up though that I am sort of like her husband. Uh, You're running around like a whirly gig in a shorty robe. Ooh, yeah, up to the up. navel, and it, you know, and it kicked up. It had like a little fringe that kicked up in the as I as I rolled around the room. <laughs> you know, how, 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 look, we're straining to get shorty robe in the Sopranos thing. Uh, although you know, AJ was in a robe in this in this session. Yeah, robes are very central to the Sopranos. No although you wouldn't want to see Tony in a shorty robe. That, no. he, had, he liked the nice long. Like Regal me. robe. I'm, I'm lean. I could go down and uh, get that paper. And oh god, we're on yeah. a tangent here. Uh, but yeah, I actually thought uh, uh, there was a screw up in the technology, and and I was blowing my top. But uh, 
But, you know, I quickly realized that that was Chase. And uh, so don't be too harsh on your, on your husband. Hi, this is Charlotte. I just watched the last episode of The Sopranos, and I found it rather flat. I just kept expecting something to happen throughout the whole series. They sort of kept you on edge uh, with the acting, but nothing happened. And, of course, that's the way it ended. Uh, life goes on as usual, and the screen just blinked. I was disappointed in the last episode. Thanks. Bye-bye. Question boy, do you want to wow. take this one? Flat, what kind of roller coaster is this woman uh, of a life is this woman riding on? How can you say that was flat? Nothing happened. It was full of tension. I have one suggestion. Why don't you watch 24? Wow. Oh, hostile. God. Let's just make clear that that was question boy, not me. I, I don't need uh, the hostile, I don't need the hostile emails. You're gonna, you're gonna bring it. Yeah. Wow. You're just, you're taking us to a dark place here. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte has legitimate. She got my Sicilian going. Yeah, though. she did. She got a little of the Sicilian riled up in you. Uh, well, you, Charlotte, that's. I'm um, sorry to see you take a beating from uh, Question Boy, whose email is no. <laughs> I, I disagree. Also, I mean, I, I think there's a lot going on, and um, but you know what? There's there's an audience in the Sopranos that um, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say you're not getting it because if you're not getting it, you're not getting it. And that's if it doesn't satisfy you that way. Uh, uh, well, it's over now, so I don't know what can be said. But I thought there was – first of all, they got, they tracked Phil down. They caught, they killed him. Some of the best episodes of The Sopranos, nothing happens. Right. I mean a man's head got squished by an SUV <laughs> and she says nothing happens. Uh, well, look at Pine Barrens. Almost nothing happened in Pine Barrens. The guy got away and, and at the end of that you could say, wow, man, the Russian got into the woods. There was no resolution. But it still remains probably the most famous uh, Sopranos episode we've ever seen. I think there's always something happening in, in the Sopranos. And again, I, I go back to what I said earlier. It, it's not about the action. It's about the silence. It's about the interplay between the characters. Okay, I think we have time for two more calls. Wow. All right. Our time is coming to an end. Let's hear it. Hi. I'm calling because I just saw the final episode of The Sopranos. Totally disappointed. I know it's implied that Tony got whacked, but totally disappointed. That's my comment. Oh! Oh! (laughs) Oh! Our, you know, we got a hole in our poly walnuts. Yeah. I you gotta, you really gotta let it go, huh? Ew! <laughs> no, no, I think no, it's, it's more like ew. Like, like it's kind of. He had oh. one good one last night. Yeah, it was, it was when they said that. Uh, I think it was last week, maybe. I don't remember now. No, they, they had one last night. Did they? He yeah, had one last uh, night when he sat around the table with the uh, with the young people. Oh, that's right, because that's when uh, AJ said that uh, Bush let Al. Ew! Al- <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she's wrong on that. I think we've established that uh, I was not disappointed at all. You know right what I, I liked about that call, though, uh-huh. is that uh, right after the episode, where does she go? She goes to the TVTM. I have to call in. I lo- and I love the fact that the woman well, before that people. in San Francisco with 90 people, as soon as it ends, she calls. Yeah. I love that they think we live in this little office. We're here. We should be here. Why We've got not? the robe. We've got Ken Burns yeah. water. All we need is Bronstein to kick in a flat screen, and we could have watched the whole thing here. And not a good chance of that happening right now. <laughs> not right now. Not a good climate for a flat screen. I... Uh read your review of the uh, final Sopranos episode and thought it was brilliant. Uh, I read your blog and thought that was brilliant too. And I just got to say that I'm not a person that normally responds to this kind of stuff, but that episode last night of the Sopranos was just the most brilliant hour of television I have ever seen in my life. I thought it was just incredible. And 
thank you very much for following it so patiently over these years. And I am going to miss it as much as you do. Thanks a lot. Bye. A good last call. And not it because was. he said I was brilliant twice. That was brilliant. It was like one big sponge bath for you. It was. I've been, and you know, it's easy to it's easy to bathe me when I got the super shorty robe on. <laughs> you didn't have to lift you know it what? up for the, the, guy for the naughty says, bits. You know what? I, I, why did I drag that in there when the guy says something good and I've got him tangled into the to the shorty robe and, it's, and you <laughs> bring in sponge bath? He's That's what's wrong. The, uh, he's caught up in the belt, <laughs> in the shorty robe belt. Right now. Uh, uh, well, that's a perfect one to end on because. Um, I agree that – well, not I don't agree that my stuff was brilliant. I just mailed it in as usual. I just pulled it out of my ass. I think we're all a little sad. I think we are that it's over. Kind Although, of, you know what? I got to say, I'm okay with it. Perfect I, ending. Perfect ending. Fantastic series. Great run. And they ended it just in time. And less work for me. Really? How does that translate to less work? Know. Oh, because you won't have to deconstruct the I episodes. Just, but then it'll be something else. It'll be Rescue Me or it'll be The Wire or something else. So something else will come up. That would be our hope. I would, my hope at least, and probably yours, I'm sure, is that people would jump into the wire. I know it's hard now, but the seasons are very self self contained mm-hmm. and uh, great characters, great writing, same depth of, of character and writing, same nuance, a lot oh, of different meanings, yeah, yeah. maybe less meanings, and it's a little bit more clear cut. Just Sopranos had a lot more uh, uh, ways you could interpret it. But yeah, there's uh, four episodes all available on DVD. They can jump into it. We could be de- deconstructing this on the TV talk machine in the future. And it's also uh, – we butchered the last guy's call. I mean, he, he said these nice things and we joked yes. about all this stuff and then now we've ruined it with our sad jokes. But, uh, it, you know, what, what else is good about it is that, you know – I don't know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I thought you were saving your a-, a-, a game for the podcast. I tell you, I'm talked like, out. I'm talked out. I, it's, just, it's too much Sopranos. I'm whacked. Mentally like there's, a, there's a dial tone here, right? <laughs> no, you know, okay, it came back to me. I got it. I, the sad part about this is that we're flush with Sopranos calls. We got, we got tons of calls we didn't even get to use. We should thank the people whose calls didn't get put on. Uh, Benny put on, uh, I think, eight or ten of them in a separate podcast. Benny, a lot of extra work this week to line up all the calls. He is back. He's right out of the hospital bed, and he is back better than ever. Better than ever. And uh, we're, we're happy to have him, the podfather. Podfather's back. We lose one Godfather, we gain back the Podfather. That's a Bob Fitzgerald uh, transition. That could be our biggest stretch to end the podcast ever. Can I just say that? That is a bong hit. Can I just say that we are the anti David Chase? We're we're floundering. We're going out without. You know what? We're going out without any kind of a thrill or excitement. You know what we need to do, Benny? Take us to black.